Please select your player. New player Tim has joined the game. A wild Dave emerges. Ben rolls a d20, but only gets one. Australia's greatest podcast said no person ever. Welcome, Welcome to, to another, another dungeon. dungeon. Hey, that was my line. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Another Dungeon podcast, episode 41, at the very beginning of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, it's beginning Happy enough. New Year! <laughs> Happy Christmas and New Year, everybody. I guess this um, episode got lost in the podcast waves. Well, you know, people go on holidays. That's true. And you start work again, and just... Things happen. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> joining me this week is Dave and Ben. Hooray. Hello. Um, as you may have guessed by Ben's voice and mm. maybe Dave's laugh. Dave hasn't been with us for very long, but now he's one of those Centrelink bums. So, he can join <laughs> us all the time. Yay. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Yay. Well, I've also sort of not doing my own podcast now as well. So, oh, have really? a bit of extra time, I guess. The, the Fireside Embers have cooled is off. Is it officially canned? No, not officially canned. We've just not started. You heard it. You're out of beer. Guys, Fireside is canned. Is it because you're out of beer? Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're running low. Had to can the whole thing. Welcome to the Surviving Podcast. Alpha Podcast. <laughs> you can't stop we just, us. We just, got, we just got tired of embarrassing you with our large numbers, so we decided to ease it off a bit and let you catch up and, and, and then pick it up again. You, d- you did All tend right, to well, ridicule, ridicule us when we went on your show. Hey, Tim yeah. started it. <laughs> Never. Let's be fair. <laughs> no, there's no proof of that in audio format. Yeah, I was going to say, um, there's, there's no recorded <laughs> proof other than all the episodes. <laughs> Chron- chronologically listed episodes. <laughs> all right. So, start of the year. On January 13, 2017, dun, Nintendo dun. blew your pants off with the Switch. And did they? Boy, did my pants fly off. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with Ben because he's clearly going to be the biased. Yeah. Pro, um, pro Nintendo. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for this console. Um, as you may have known from other podcasts, I'm a big fan of Nintendo. Oh, let, let's, let's start from the beginning. Just in case anybody hasn't been caught up, what, what happened? What did they do on the right. 13th? So last year in October, we got a trailer which showed off the Switch, but it didn't show off very much of the Switch. It showed us showed us off the basic design, and it showed some uh, pre-rendered early gameplay stuff of maybe what some games might be, perhaps maybe. Um, and that was really it. Um, it's a it looks like some kind of portable handheld console hybrid, and people were if you were a fascinated. hipster with a rooftop apartment, yeah, <laughs> stupid Karen bringing her <laughs> Switch to the party. <laughs> Shut up, Karen. <laughs> Um, no one wants to play Nintendo. No, um, it, so people are fascinated by this. Um, and then on January 13th, whenever it was a month ago, um, they had their official Japanese statement event. They rented out one of the biggest, um, like exhibition halls in Japan. It was a big multi-day event. They had like live music and stuff there. And they unveiled the Switch in kind of a live format where instead of getting kind of people that would normally go on a stage, they got the actual developers of certain franchises to come up. And it was, to be honest, kind of awkward. 
Um, <laughs> the people that came up were uh, not used to presenting this kind of thing. They were used to sitting behind desks and programming stuff. Um, so this wasn't actually like the, the PR person from... EA or the PR person. I, well, well they, was... they did, to show off third party, they had like an EA spokes guy come up and talk about the most boring things in the world. Well, they shouldn't be awkward. It's their job. Uh, I don't know. These, these kind of people are awkward unless you're... I don't know. There's... there's whenever they do... The, 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 I guess this presentation was more for the investors, but it was also the official oh, okay. public unveiling. So I think I'll, some things got lost in communication. Like, uh, Suda51 yeah. came out, <laughs> and he actually had a bad translator. Comple- he did this cool, like, e- eccentric jump into the scene kind of thing, and the translator completely didn't understand what he was saying and was really awkward. And then a week later, <laughs> Nintendo was hiring a new translator, and I'm pretty sure that guy got fired because he stuffed it up. Um, yeah, but this is Nintendo trying to appease people that they're not going to do a repeat of the Wii U and they've got developer backers, right? Because they're really pushing the yeah. third-party support well, envelope. Well, that's, that's what was surprising. I thought they had learnt quite a bit and their advertising in the last four years has shown they have learnt quite a bit. But this event was still quite kind of like as if they were announcing the Wii U. It was a little strange how awkward it was. But having said that, uh, the it, they showed off their hardware and they showed off their games for the first year of launch and uh, at least those two things look quite solid. Um, Speaking of two things, yes, <laughs> during yeah, that event, and games at launch, <laughs> yeah, games at launch during that event they announced one two switch and Legend of Zelda and that is one two switch that, that Dragon no, no. Quest game. No, one no, two switch is, is the there... thing that should be bundled in for free, but they're making you pay for it. Yeah, so one oh, two switch Good. is showing yeah, off great. their HD Rumble and like their party games. Uh, you kind of play a hang bunch on, of games hang on. like. Back it up a sec. Yep. Their what Rumble? Yeah. Their HD, HD Rumble. So, Rumble. all right, should we talk about with the tech in the Switch first, and then talk about? All right, games? go for it. All right, so the Switch um, is bundled with quite a bit of technology, um, which you might not notice at first, but there's actually quite a bit going on. So you've got your screen. You get a screen with yeah. two hours life. Yeah, oh, it's, it's three to six <laughs> hours depending on the game. But you have a screen. It's it's seven twenty six months of the battery life. It's it's seven twenty <laughs> resolution. It's quite bright. It is a very decent screen. Um, it's got a kickstand at the back, so you can put that screen down. You can hold it as a handheld, um, or you can plug it into the the toaster and put it on a TV in 1080, 60 FPS, whatever. Um, but it's got these two controllers that are called the Joy-Cons, and they can slide off um, the con- the console, and they can plug into another controller, or you can hold them like mini Wiimotes. Um, but the tech inside the Joy-Cons themselves are pretty interesting. It's a pretty standard Nintendo button layout. Um, it's got a share button, but there'll be no Miiverse well, this time. Um, but you say that it's pretty standard, but I, I looked at the. Um, I didn't watch the presentation, but I had a look at some of the catch-up stuff afterwards. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of buttons on those little things. Yeah, like uh, it's not just A, B, and you know, sticks. There's like they've both got two bumpers on them. They've got um, buttons on the inside of the controller as well. Mm-hmm. They're pretty. Um, Pretty well thought out. So yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. There's quite a bit of tech packed into that. Like when you hold it like within the controller dock, it's like a normal controller for Nintendo games. But when you slide it off, um, yeah, on the inside where you would slide it into, there are two buttons because you can actually use the controller, split the controllers apart, give one to a friend, and two friends can use the tiny little controller as a whole proper controller for most games. 
um, they're really pushing multiplayer and instant split-screen multiplayer that you can take on the go, which I think is a really good direction to take the console in because no other console's really providing for like instant multiplayer. Um, I think that's a that- good idea, but they could also achieve that with better controllers because those... So, much as much the same as with the new 3DS, I find that their, their controllers like that are always a little bit too small. And those two little side controllers really do look tiny. Well, that's that's what everyone's they, saying. But once I read a bunch of reviews about it, everyone that actually got to hold it said that the controllers actually feel really comfortable um, and not as small as they thought it would be. So I guess it's one of those okay. things you'll for have me, to touch it to know yeah. whether it suits your Pro- hands. Proof will be in the pudding, I reckon. But for me, I would prefer developers to... I mean, I'm not trying to be a naysayer here, but for me, I'd prefer that tech to be available... Well, not even tech. You can do that in programming. They did it with games like um, Guitar Hero and stuff like that, where you could drop in and out of games. I'd prefer that sort of stuff with a um, more people do that with a control. Well, hey? you don't have all, to use them. Yeah, though. all so, their games have multiple yeah. control options <clears throat> that they've shown off. Even... So you've got the two, you've got the left and right little things. Mm. Then they can slide into a holder, and then on top of that, there's a pro controller. Mm. Um, I understand what you're saying, and as, as you said, the proof will be in the in the pudding. Like when we've played yeah, with them for yeah. a few hours, we'll know whether they're they're comfortable, comfortable. after an hour's worth of gameplay or not. But um, I guess I'm just being negative, Nancy, yeah. and saying I don't find that part of it that impressive. It's a good idea, but it's not something necessarily hardware reliant. But like, carry okay, on. so back. Back to the tech and the 3D rumble, Ben. Yeah, so so it's got this new thing called HD rumble, um, which is another concept you won't be able to appreciate until you try it out for yourself. Uh, But Because even the way they showed it off in the presentation was awkward and weird. Um, But according to this, they now have this sense of rumble that is starting to give more haptic responses when you're holding the controller. So they said with the new rumble system, you'll be able to count how many ice blocks are in a glass of water or how many metal balls are rolling inside the controller, purely based on like the sensation of rumble and the feedback from that, Um, which is a minor touch, but I think could expand a lot of Nintendo's IPs when Splatoon is released with that kind of thing. Kind of the feeling of the physics of paint coming out using Rumble could be really fun sensation. Um, I think once you switch relies heavily on that Rumble. Um, they've got games where like you spin a plate, and I think that is how you kind of tell how you're imagining a plate spinning in your controller. Uh, a lot of game devs, that's the thing they're most excited about. Um, people that are excited to make games for the Switch, they're talking about the Rumble being the feature that attracts them the most. Um, but we'll have to see how that plays out and which devs actually include that. And as long as they've made it easy enough to program, yeah. uh, third party should get onto that. Hmm. Um, it, it, I kind of want to get one to switch because I know well they'll be heading with that game. You know, like it's like, I guess it's like a poor man's version of WarioWare. Yeah, um, I'd rather I'd rather wait till WarioWare's out. But one to switch, you know, in classic Nintendo style, will be the title that <coughs> shows you the range of what the console can do. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not. Why they're not bundling it in with their most expensive console to date? I don't know. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, oh, it's the most expensive, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, really? Isn't it like three ninety nine? Uh, four hundred and seventy. Uh, yeah, four seventy six. Uh, okay. I think. Or something like that. In Australia, um, four sixty nine in Australia. And and there are no bundles, and there's no competition between outlets. All I guess this is the future of consoles. They've just put down a mandatory price, and everyone has to kind of stick to that. Um. Mm. 
But in in the bundle, I think the thing is like to have a screen of that quality, to have that kind of portability, to have the controls, because the Joy-Cons also have a little sensor in it that can read images. It's got a camera. It can read images, like simple images. So like it can know. Yeah, they've got the Davis's NFR tech, so you can, yeah. the, you can tap your Amiibo There's on quite it, a bit going on. You get a bunch of accessories, because also you have to have the dock, you have to have the controller thing that the controller slides into. It gives you handheld cable-y things. I think ultimately it was just pushing the limit of how much they could give consumers which is a shame i wish it could be bundled with the game and i'm sure later versions will come with the game um, well it's it's so, kind of what sold the original you uh Wii. yeah i don't know that nintendo land sold the way you that well like, Wii sports was, was a freak phenomenon and nintendo land uh, it was is was like i guess they overestimated how popular that would be um yeah it's hard to kind of pick what's gonna stick with people and i don't know if one two switch would have that same mass appeal <clears throat> I don't know that it's a full price title either. Yeah, I think it's a little I, bit. I can't less. remember off the top of my head. Yeah, which I mean, it's it's a small consolation, mm. but yeah. What were you going to say, Dave? No, that's all right. I've just looked it up. I, you guys were just talking about the the tech of the screen, so I was just looking it up. So it's well, a six point two inch seven twenty p multi touch that runs at twelve eighty not... by seven twelve eighty by seven twenty, yeah. um, and when docked. Oh, yeah, it outputs full. It's not a bad screen. It's got pretty poor battery life. Um, <clears throat> not that that's primarily what people use it for, I don't think. I wonder what um, it's doing that's so... I guess it's I, just, so I think it's the screen. The it, it also charges the controllers while playing, I think. Um, I think it's just a combination of those two things. That's that's what's held portables back this far, is just like the quality of the screen and... Um, but all right, so one of the one of the competitions again. Well, one of the their, well, not competitions, but one of the things they've been competing against is obviously phone and tablet gaming. Yeah, and this isn't. This is like a hundred dollar tablet sort of level um, specs for the for the screen. I don't know what the the performance because that's actually got the console and all that crap in it as well. Yeah. Do you know what Do you know what all the processors and stuff are like? Or uh, it's well, it's got a Nvidia Tagra. Thing, the same thing they use on the nvidia shield um mm. it's got a decent amount of beef in it for i guess a handheld console obviously it's not going to hold a candle to the ps4 or xbox one or scorpio or whatever no 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 i'm comparing but it to tablets, to, to a tablet it's <clears throat> it's pretty decent um in its ability to to power a game um but how many 80 to 100 dollar games are there on the tablet that's the thing it's all well, about no, no, but it's, it's a different market well. yeah it yeah. is it's a different market it's not overly comparable um but yeah from a tech spec you can compare it i guess yeah well yeah i'm so what i'm looking at i'm looking at it from the point of it's a 470 dollar console and comparing it with say a the two three hundred dollar galaxy tab yeah <coughs> but it's obviously doing an absolute mountain more stuff um yeah sorry i was just sort of thinking out loud yeah i think like yeah, at the end of the day, kind of the value you put on the Switch to a certain extent will be personal. Like, do you value the fact that it can split it to two controllers? Do you value the fact that it's portable as well as a home console? And I guess that will determine when you compare it to other devices that do similar-ish things, um, is it enough to stand out on its own and be that price? Or, I don't know, is it something people are going to wait for to obtain? My prediction for me the... is... Sorry, go, Tim. No, no, that's all right. I'll say after you. 
So for me, I don't really care about any of that. Um, for me, I'll buy it because it's going to have Nintendo titles on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to carry something that large around with me as a dedicated portable gaming system. I would carry an iPad or a tablet around with me as a dedicated system because it does more than just games. Um, I will carry a 3DS around with me or a Vita because that's small and can fit in my pocket or quite easily in my backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, but a Switch, when you're carrying around an expensive... Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. That That's my prediction. I think... I don't think I'll care about the splitting. I don't think I'll care about picking it up and taking it with me. I think I'll buy a bunch of pro controllers for when I play with my kids locally. And I think I'll buy one on day one. Yep. Because I'll... <laughs> Nintendo's exclusive titles. No, if nothing else. I mean, yep. the Wii that's U is my most... On. Well, the Wii U is... I, I play PC games, mm-hmm. and then I play Wii U, and then somewhere behind there is my PS4 and my Xbox One. Yeah. That, and that's... I can't see that changing regardless of this new hardware, mm. which isn't meant to be a positive or a negative. I'm just... Uh, that's yeah. how it is for you. I think it's more, for me, a console that you could easily take to a friend's place. Yeah. Not... I wouldn't pull it out on the train or anything like that. Um, it just seems a bit bulky and, and you're right to carry around in your backpack or whatever. It's well, you've also got to protect it as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I'm sure will um, come out. But <clears throat> so Ben, you said before about Nintendo learning their audience with the way they're advertising. Yeah, I would say that Nintendo has learned literally nothing from the Wii U launch. <laughs> when you, you know, games sell consoles, and when you launch a new console with two games. It doesn't get people rushing to pre-order. No, I think they're being. Now, I think they're being more clever with it than people first uh, think. So the first thing well, I think you have to be aware of is most consoles don't launch with like fifty good games. They usually only have the one or two filler <coughs> apps. Um, I never said good games, but having a, a variety of games right. on launch so, is a good thing. Uh, I mean. <laughs> I guess there are a couple. I think what the, what the launch Switch launch is lacking is like a really solid multiplayer uh, kind of game, except for one two Switch. Um, oh, there's the Snipper Clips, um, which is actually no, Nintendo no, we're not. first party game. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. There are, from this January the thirteenth yep. original announcement, there was two. No, no, no. There's way more than that. There's two first party titles, not two titles. Well, hang on. There was one two Switch. No, sorry. There's four. One two Switch. Legend of Zelda. Then after, a couple of days after that January the 13th conference, there was Super Bomberman R and um, I just saw it. No, no, Super Bomberman R was at the announcement. Um, there's a bunch of third party there. Um, there's a bunch of uh, like Binding of Isaac kind of stuff. Um, there's just but that, Dance, all that was quite, Breath of that the Wild, quite a little while Skyland. after the launch no, that, no, that no. was announced though. A bunch of them were there. there. Yeah, a bunch of them were there in like the, the highlight reels. They just, I don't know, didn't talk about them specifically because mm. they're kind of smaller titles. So Binding of Isaac is old as balls. Yeah, forget just that. Just Dance is... Sells like hotcakes. That's, so. That's a <laughs> yeah. Human yeah. resource yeah. machine. Um, so there's a bunch of crappy indie titles. There's basically. I Am Setsuna, a Square Enix RPG that was PS4 which only. Which also old. Skylanders Imaginators, which has already been out on other consoles. Um, but... Not Nintendo. World of Goo was old. Little Inferno um, is old. Oh, there's a uh, Disgrea, I think. Disgrea. No. Yeah. Oh, is that coming? Not that in, hasn't not got in the original okay. launch. So then there was okay. So but it's important that they spring. do have that game because that is a that is a a market that 
do seek out these sorts of devices. Yeah, okay. Um, and they have snipper clips. So they got snipper They announced Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is... Can, can I talk about snipper clips? Because it's great. I'm this is really excited for this game. Well, actually, before we move on to that, one thing I did want to point out was that um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I'm starting to see billboards and buses and bus shelters and all that sort of stuff having ads for the um, Switch. And I've noticed that Nintendo portable stall has popped up at a couple of supermarkets now. You know that big... Um, uh, they yeah. did it with the Wii U as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can actually go in there now and play the Switch. I saw one yep. guy was playing Zelda oh, okay. and there's... So they're, they're actually... They actually seem to be... So when the Wii U came out, I don't know if you remember, it, it had a it had a limited release. Only a few retailers actually had it. Mm-hmm. And there was next to no advertising. And the way they advertised was in a way that only people who actually knew what it was would really yeah, uh, yeah. benefit. Yeah, had marketing issues. Yeah, I think... Sure. No, the Wii U. I think the Switch is going to have the same thing because the ads seem to just be promoting that tagline switch and play um, and they don't seem to be doing anything for consumers who perhaps don't know what it is already but at least yeah. they're they've learned that and they're they're making a real real push like I'm noticing they're it trying. and people I know are saying oh are you getting that new Nintendo you know what I mean yeah I, I think this is why I think their marketing is is more subtle but more clever than people are giving it credit I think what they've done is eliminate the hype bubble. Uh, rather than announce the console two one year ago, um, which they did with the Wii U, they announced it like two years ago, and by the time it came out, a lot of hype had died, or there was a lot of confusion from journalism about what it actually was. Um, they've limited the hype to a very small window of three months, really, um, or a few more if you were paying attention in October, and to the point where the, even their competitors didn't know when it was coming out, and there's a bunch of really big titles coming out in March from like Sony and stuff, that are now competing with the Switch with Breath of the Wild, Zelda, um, and uh, those games are going to suffer uh, in comparison. I think like near Automata's coming around that time. Um, that's going to get really overlooked. Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah, that's uh, going to get overlooked. Mass Effect Andromeda. Mass, yeah, Mass Effect will get overlooked. Uh, I think um, the the Sony arching one that's very similar to Breath of the Wild will still stand on its own. People are very excited about that game. Um, but yeah, uh, so they've kind of knocked competition uh, in a bit of a daze. Um, and then I think their plan is to let people get a hands-on with it as soon as it comes out. Like, if your friends are super keen, they'll buy one, then you'll play it through your friend. And then rather than shovel their launch titles at the start and then have nothing for the rest of the year, they've deliberately designed the rest of the year to drip-feed you titles with a mainline Nintendo first-party title coming nearly every month or every second month um, to keep you playing. So when you finish one game, oh, look, the new game is out in the store. I can go by that. If you look at the whole gear, Nintendo's first party lineup loose, is pretty killer. A very loose um, launch schedule. You've got Splatoon 2 in summer. What is um, summer? Don't say summer. I hate that that's, term. That's winter um, for us. Okay. Yeah. Well, then it's even worse so, saying summer. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got a whole bunch of TBDs and just 2017. So the, uh, the article I'm looking at, what did you say? First party. We've got Sonic Mania. That's not first party. No, that's not first party. <laughs> We've got Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That's the only confirmed no, no, hang on, 2017. Hang on, hang on. We have, in March, we have Snipperclips. We have, We're looking beyond March. Yeah, and then in April, we have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 
which for a lot of people that overlook the Wii U, that's a big system seller. Um, in spring, we have ARMS. Um, in, <coughs> in Splatoon, I mean, in summer, we have Splatoon. Um, and then at come Christmas, we have Mario Odyssey, which that was the most watched YouTube trailer forever. People are going nuts for Mario Odyssey. Is that confirmed? Uh, yeah, it was for a while. I, I don't think it is currently. Holiday 2017. Yeah, that's Christmas. So provided these things don't get delayed, which I'm pretty sure they <laughs> weren't because a lot of them looked really polished at the presentation. Um, yeah, but we've it's seen not that, that hard to make a polished demo. Yeah. So the thing that annoys me yeah. is that they're gonna. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You did. <laughs> if I if I, I meant to, I wouldn't have stopped. Go. The other the other <laughs> red flag is we've heard it before with the Wii U. We've we've got third party developer support, and look how quickly that died off. Mm. All the big wig, well, not all, a lot of the big wigs did a port went, mm, this isn't actually selling, and then backed off it. So I got excited when I saw From Software's developing something yep. apparently for the Switch. We don't know what that is, mm-hmm. and we don't know, you know, are they just going to port an old game and see how it goes and then drop off like everybody else? Like, See, here's, here's where I reckon Nintendo are going to make their mistake. They're going to trickle out their first-party titles, which is a good move, but they're yeah. not offering bundles at launch, and as with every other console yeah. I've done, they're going to wait until about three months down, and then they'll offer a bundle launch so that everyone who's bought it feels jilted because now there's this special version that they want to get. Um, but the problem is that the first year for them is going to be critical mm. because <clears throat> that's the year when everyone's sort of jumping on board and going, oh, yeah, we'll test the waters, we'll see how it goes, we'll release a few games, we'll port a few games, and if people buy it, that's awesome, and they've got a new console. Where I think they may have... They, actually, I'll just jump back a sec. Is there a, um, a, like, I don't want to call it a standard controller, but like a normal, you yeah. know, Microsoft PlayStation There's a Pro type. controller that looks like an Xbox controller. Yeah. So they've got, they've got the processing power, and they've got a normal controller for it. So they, they're not... I guess where I'm going with this is if they... If they promote that to developers as a way where they don't have to use the features of the Switch, then developers don't have to create a Switch-specific version of a game, and people who buy cross-platform can still get the same experience as people on other platforms. Yeah. Do you see where I'm going with this? I, I, I believe yeah. that's their strategy, and that's something they're trying yeah. to improve. Um, I well, think that's a good yeah. I think that's a very smart move, and that's yeah. going to be key to their key to their success in getting people to buy the third party developed games in the first year. And if they buy them, then third third party developers will continue to develop. But if no yeah. one buys them in the first twelve months, people are going to go right. What are our costs? Right, we were going to release mm-hmm. for maybe a PC, Mac, and definitely PS4, Xbox One. And, yeah, the other yeah. will drop off. A, a big key thing for devs with the Switch is it supports nearly all major common game design software. Uh, so I, Unity, Unreal, Unreal 4. Unity, yeah. um, so it's really easy to design a game from scratch for the Switch, and it's really easy to port a game that already exists. Uh, I think it takes a, a, like about a year or less than a year to port a game across, <coughs> which is really cheap in terms of, I mean, really short amount of time in terms of game dev doing a proper port um so but if you're doing a proper port and you're taking advantage of what the uh, the switch has to offer 
then you're doing more than just you, you have to utilize those features and enhance the game somewhat that said look the mario color splash on wii u which is something i'm playing at the moment um that doesn't use the the second screen at all so mm. i guess that you don't have to use that well yeah I, I think the gimmick with the switch this time is not as invasive as with the wii u or with the wii yeah. a lot of the mm. things are optional uh, just optional sets of controls or they're well, just minor features like hd rumble thing. Um, yeah, it doesn't have a dual screen, so that's not going to get in the way of gameplay. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't use it at all as an option. No, so it's either it's, it's you either plug the cons, you plug the screen in when it's on the TV, or you take it out. Ah, and so it's got the, the processing power in the yeah. unit. It's, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That's why oh, it's, I wasn't it's, sure it's if um, the whole console is a handheld. Okay. One of the things it, that they showed in um, when press got their hands on it was. Going from TV to portable, it switches yeah, instant. really quickly. It's instant. And it's cartridges, so the, load times are short too. Yeah, but going the other way seems to take a bit longer. I mean, is there, is there like anything that. in it's the dock at issue, all? Though. Like, is there. It's a slight power. boost to the processing. Um, okay, yeah. so there's a little bit of um, graphical memory or another yeah, graphics frame rate card is in there that takes over when it's on it. Yeah. <coughs> Nothing major. Sense. But yeah, it's um, and it once you put it in the dock, it instantly comes up as 1080, um, mm. whereas native it's like 720 or however that There's works. There's no Monster Hunter announced, which is um, annoying. Sure, one will come. Monster Hunter They're is all coming of to 3DS, dude. Flooding the <laughs> their market with too many spin-off games at the moment. Um, so um, steep, steep is coming. Steep is it? I could <laughs> apparently. Yeah. So I think I think in the first year we will see a lot of third-party ports of games that already exist of people testing the waters. Um, ah, that's boring though. That is boring. Yeah, but it is, think... and it means that they'll be if, if they rely on that too heavily or promote it too heavily, they'll come off as um, why? Why do I need to buy this? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I think need, I think they need new stuff. This this yeah. generation's really going to test two different competing philosophies of game design um because the ps4 and whatever xbox are planning on doing i'm not really sure but sony is really going to push this power thing that you need to have all this power they're going to push peripherals like vr um and that's kind of the direction they're going to take now that's really interesting because games have to be designed uh really specifically for vr you pretty much have to start from ground up as if you're making you wouldn't make the same game for console a tablet you wouldn't make the same game for vr it has to be a completely different thinking because you got to think about how to stop motion sickness you got to think about different ways of movement and and screen changes and transitions um so we're going to see a lot of games become exclusive to kind of cater to that in which case that's going to alienate developers and going multi-platform we're going to see people alienating your player base massively yeah like you're you're banking on a what how much is it? Six, seven hundred dollars. It's very expensive. And then Sony is also banking on people spending even more money to upgrade to 4K to have these performance boosts and to have a 4K TV and to be running everything on that. So people are also that, thinking about designing games differently. So this should be fair. That's exactly what Microsoft is going to do at the end of the year. I'm sure they'll be. They'll have a powerhouse of a yeah. of a console in Scorpio. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to do literally anything different but also going to be more powerful xbox keep like shutting down their ips or abandoning them um so this generation i I really think this gen is going to split companies into kind of decide what area they're going to develop on and obviously movie tie-in games if we still see that are going to be multi-platform but i think a lot of games are going to start becoming more specific to what kind of tech 
the developers want to be thinking about again. But um, the industry can't afford to split. Like, do you hear recently um, Activision are like, yeah, we made heaps of money, but we're going to fire a whole bunch of people. Um, I, to then split your dev teams again and again to do more and more specific things, I don't think the industry but, as a whole could afford to do it. But isn't that the whole point behind the Switch, that you won't have to split? Like, wasn't yeah. that what we were just talking well, about before? I, so you're so, only really talking about the, the VR, really. Well, so, so what I think will happen is, rather than one publisher try to make the same game for everything, I think some publishers will choose, we actually prefer working on this console, and some publishers will choose, we actually prefer working on this console. And So more exclusives. More exclusives. Um, but, yeah, I think... They'll start generating new IPs for specific consoles is kind of where I predict will go. And that's, I guess, the best case scenario for the Switch because then developers will be making IPs specifically for the Switch. Um, and then, I guess, porting older stuff because I just don't see a lot of Sony games that are pushing the power end of the spectrum ever make it onto the Switch. Um, but I see a lot of handheld developers coming up forward with much better technology than they've had access to. Because um, the 3DS has like a treasure trove of IPs that only appear on the 3DS. To see those games kind of get proper console, first party, second party treatment, um, I think there will be a plenty of kind of those companies that we underestimate. Hmm. What do you think will happen to Scalebound? That game's dead unless Nintendo saves it. <laughs> um, well... It depends on their agreement with Microsoft, I guess, but it looked like a relatively finished title. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Um, Nintendo have bailed Platinum out before. That's how Bayonetta became a Nintendo exclusive, but um, mm. I guess we'll have to see what comes with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, Platinum's developing near Automator as well. Yeah. And that, as far as we know, is getting <laughs> released very soon. It comes out March, um, like, 11th yeah, in in that in that window march is an expensive month mm. but it's um, it's it's a good year for games there are a lot of titles going around for that every year. no no last year was this is our strongest year no last year was average <laughs> last year there were so many re-releases um this is the best year for xbox <laughs> i mean it's the best year for the backwards compatibility they they made uh, they may as well keep all their marketing from e3 ever since like 2000 it's a best best lineup. Best, best lineup. We've got best sports. lineup for Xbox. We've got a new Halo yeah. game coming in. <laughs> hey, just backing up there. Yeah. So, so there's no backwards compatibility means of well, there's no replaying your old. Right. Yeah, but you know how on some of the other ones you could actually um, essentially strip yeah. your digital e license and enable you to. Yeah, you could. You could um, take. There will be a virtual console coming, and there'll likely be an. Yeah. Uh, and but you have to repurchase all your old games, no, no, no. right? They'll do the same thing <clears throat> they did with the Wii, where if you already own the Wii version of the virtual console, you pay one dollar to get the completely reworked version for Wii U. Yeah, so um, that'll work. They'll do that, but also you oh, need that, a massive storage card though, because it comes with a sixteen gig SD, doesn't but it? But it can support. It can support two. It can support yeah. two terabyte S micro SD cards, which aren't even on the market yet. Sick. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. So you can upgrade it. Regardless, 30, 32. Well, I guess if everything's on cartridge, but well, that's 32. The thing. It doesn't need to install like every other generation of But 32 now. gig is a bullshit start point. Yeah, but well, micro, micro SDs are just expensive. So No, they're not. They are. For 200 gig, it's about $200. 
For hundred gig, it's about. I get one twenty-eight gig ones for my phone, and it's about thirty bucks for a Sandisk. All right, fast speed. Right. Do you have a anyway. good? Shop but, um, you buy the them games from? themselves. <laughs> the games themselves actually aren't that big, though. And they're yeah. on the. If you're not buying them, they're on cartridge anyway. Which is yeah. they're on. Can cartridge. I just say that that is the greatest thing? Oh yeah, I've heard in so long. I'm so glad. Well, we moved away from disc size. Um, at the PlayStation One era, discs were the only thing capable of holding the massive data that Nintendo 64 cartridges were crammed. Um, that's really the only reason. And now cartridges Mm. are amazing. Um, so the read speed is going to be amazing. Yeah, it shouldn't be, you know, loading. Well, there shouldn't be massive loading times. Like, well, that's the thing. You push the graphics capability of the consoles, and um. You're just waiting forever to load. Yeah, or to install. I was trying to... I played the, yeah. like, two-hour chapter of Kingdom Hearts 2 point whatever, and I reckon I waited about the same time I played the game just to see it installed. Um, well, Blu-ray mm. drives read a lot slower than CD yeah. drives ever did. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. So I'm, I'm keen for that. It. But that's why you had such heavy installs and stuff on, like, Xbox, mm. because yeah. you were putting it on your... your you drive in your machine so that you would actually be reading it faster. But yeah. regardless, it's never going to be as fast as a... Well, I shouldn't say never. It's not currently as fast as a direct read from the, the chip on the on the cartridge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's true. I, I put a 32-gig awesome. SD card into my 3DS, and I've never run out of space. And I have so many games I've downloaded and just keep on there. Um, so well, that's the thing. Nintendo games seem I don't know if they're well size. optimized. I think it's well optimized. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Zelda was under the 20 mark. Yep. Uh, I thought it was like 12 to 15. <coughs> uh, it was a long time ago since I heard. But yeah, it's relatively small for what it looks like. They're well, doing, the so. scale of the world, yeah. Um, do you yeah. do you want to know about Nintendo's online strategy? What they're planning to do with that? Yeah, they're making you. Oh, that's the dumbest thing. They're making you pay <laughs> for it now. You get to basically yeah. have access to an old NES or SNES game for the month. And then when the month rolls over, you hang lose on, access to on. that game. You don't even hang get on. to keep it. Hang on. Let's talk no, about it properly. That's it. No, no, that's no, 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 yeah, no, no. Thanks no, for no, listening no. to for another listening. Dungeon Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. First of all, they're going to have a proper online service. That's, so, to justify the cost of proper online service, because we know the Wii U and the Wii didn't really have that because Nintendo didn't understand what online was at the time of those consoles. Um, to have proper service, they're going to charge for that. The price is going to be 1,000 to 1,200 yen, uh, which works out to be about $20 US or probably 30 to $40 for us in Australia. Um, so it'll be 80 bucks. No, no, no. It'll be 30 to $40. And that's yearly. That's already half the price of what Sony is charging for their crap network. And Do you get to keep the games? Um, so... Nintendo haven't fully revealed how they're going to do it. They said there's going to be some kind of monthly game. Possibly it will be a game in rotation, but some of those will be virtual console games where they have reworked the online network for like a SNES game so you can play a SNES multiplayer online. And then I'm sure there'll be an option to buy it or buy it at a discounted price. Exactly. You only get it for a month. You don't get to keep it. But that's not what you're paying for. You're paying for the service. Anything else is a bonus. No, but it's a step backwards from everybody else's service. So, so, so I don't flip know. back. Sony so what, gives what it... me crap games all the time. I don't want. No, no, no. Yeah, like... You get to keep them. Let's back up a sec. So, so what do you get for the service? All right. So you're getting proper. So they're having proper stable service, which includes the use of a smartphone app that you can use to create online lobbies and to chat in and to create online. What lobbies he means for the game. is. 
to do lobbies and chat, you need the smartphone app because Nintendo can't integrate that no, into the console. No, that's, I think, a much better idea. Um, of th- course you do. No, no. I thought about, at first I thought it was a terrible idea. I thought about it a lot. You, the reason for the smartphone app is because the app's going to be designed to contact your friends from any social media kind of site and you send them an invite and then they can join that and you can manage that oh, while playing the game. Oh, because you can't use APIs to link apps on a console. Oh, well, most, most console party things are pretty unstable, except for some of the Xbox oh, ones. The Xbox one works well. You can even use it to talk to people on Windows 10 that are running the Xbox app. Oh, does it? So I haven't really used it since 360. Well, exactly. So... But I I don't so, know. So they've screwed so they've screwed up the party chat. No okay, no no I, no, no, no. I think the party the system will work well. <laughs> Why don't I just use my phone to make a call to my friends and chat to them? You then? have that option, I guess, if you want exactly. to do it that way. So what's the point of the Nintendo app? So it's for the, the you actually sign into parties for like Splatoon and stuff. Like you create your own private. This is our game lobby. So is that all it does? Uh, so de- dedicated servers, right? Dedicated so servers isn't something to be. Um, that's not something to be discarded. That's actually yeah. dedicated, dedicated maintained servers. servers that's gonna is a, yeah, is a good thing. like Mario Kart at the moment so then, sucks, and Splatoon. So then you've really got random. Nintendo. You've got Nintendo Skype for your phone. Yep. And you've got a rental game for a month. Well, we don't know the final details of the rental game. There'll be some kind of free game, and possibly it's on a monthly basis. Well, even if all right, best case it's a game a month, say. Yep. A rental game. They've gone back to the model of the um, video stores, which are everywhere on every street corner. Hmm. But I, <laughs> I, I think forty dollars a year is very fair for stable. If servers. that's the price point, that's not bad for stable servers. Yeah, and forty dollars is my earliest. And it'll want to be stable servers, though. That's yeah. the thing. Like, that'll be, be the kicker. I think that'll be the make and, or break yeah. of it. <clears throat> they haven't really ventured into this territory yet, so we'll yeah. just wait and well, see how it looks. The, the thing with the Switch is they also really want to get into the esports scene. Uh, Splatoon has a proper spectator mode. Um, it's designed to you can play a proper wide LAN party with the console if you buy the LAN adaption thing. That is the local kind of intranet thing. Um, and a game like Arms is going to definitely try and make its appearance in the esports scene as a proper fighter. Um, so if they can kind of convince people that this works and the online works, um, that will be very beneficial to them, I think. All I hope they said... Yeah, go, Dave. No, no. Because I want to move on. Okay. I was going to say, I hope they do. Because yeah. if they just reproduce what other people are already doing in an extent, they're going to require a leap of faith from their consumer base who... If they're not doing anything particularly new in that regard, they're already being serviced in many other places. I'm a good example. I don't even um, have an Xbox Live or PlayStation subscription anymore. I've moved almost all my gaming to to PC. Mm. Anyway, but I, I hope they do manage to offer something above what it looks like on the service, surface because I'd like to send them back as a, a strong player. Yeah. Oh, look, they're... Financially, they're still a stable company, yeah? they got billions in the bank. <laughs> like, yeah. Nintendo's been but around see, since, sh- like, the 1800s. <laughs> but yeah. they've also got a, a commitment to... Qu- 
quality, at least in their own products. I don't yeah. know if you remember on yeah. the old Super Nintendos, they oh, used the to seal. have the Nintendo seal of quality. And as a third-party developer, without that seal, you weren't able to produce a game for their console. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, and they've they come got from that... the generation of making a game that works at launch because you can't update it. Yeah, and then they've got their mobile games, which is a whole different... I haven't tried it, so... <laughs> Um, all that being said and the mistakes I believe that they've made in their <coughs> launch schedule, I've still pre-ordered one and I'm looking forward to playing Zelda on my Switch. Um, the first-party software is probably the thing that sells a Nintendo console for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, they have good, stable games that even on their older, inferior hardware to everything else, they managed to make their games still look good. They don't look well, dated. The fact that Breath of the they Wild were... is actually a Wii U game is outstanding what the Wii U has managed to get away with. Yeah. And look, who knows if there'll be a difference between the Switch and the Wii U version. But um, It's very minor, just like frame rate kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean... So other yeah. than Zelda, what are you getting in pre-order for? Uh, Curiosity? Uh, Not you, the... Ben. I'm talking to Tim. <laughs> Zelda's the only thing that I've got on order and I'm pretty sure that'll keep me occupied for a while. Mm. But um, do I need to get it at launch? No. Is there a compelling factor to get it at launch? No. Other than the fact that I like Nintendo and I want to see them succeed. Mm. No, that, um, that's sort of what I was asking. I was curious yeah. as to whether there was anything else on the horizon that you were looking forward to or you're just... Uh, Xenoblade, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to the Xenoblade Chronicles, even though the one on Wii U was confusing and I didn't play it as much as I should have. Don't tell me that, I'm about to start it. Oh, I love <laughs> As soon the as Wii I finish one. Color Splash. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it really, gets really it, good 20 hours in when you finally get the Mac. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I quit the first one at about 150 hours. I'm like, oh, I've got too many quests. I can't be bothered with this game I'm anymore. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that Nintendo will have something else up their sleeve yeah i'm sure there'll be first party titles we haven't even heard of yet that'll come out they're pretty um i think they're pretty good at keeping stuff under wraps Mm. which is more than you can say from any other dev Uh, yeah i'm more pessimistic than you i i don't know that they're gonna have any big winners up their sleeve i know that the winners that they're gonna rely on are gonna be enough and um yeah, look. my birthday is the day before launch, so I'm holding off, and I've dropped enough hints that I should be getting one on launch day. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> and I'll enjoy the cra- I'll enjoy the crap out of it. I don't play my console games very much, but when I do, it's almost always the Wii U. So, yeah, you know, case in point. But like, if if we honestly look at their first year of launch, the first party titles alone that Nintendo has that'll come out by the end of the year are big first party titles. Um, they will have. If they can huge pull off Mario and Zelda in the same year. Well, it's then Mario, Zelda, to. Splatoon two, which like no one expected yeah, to come from, and Fire Arms, which is a new IP, which might take a bit of time Not to get momentum. Excited about that. I I'd say look into Arms a bit more. It looks like a solid competitive fighter. Maybe you don't like that genre, mm. and that's fine. Um, yeah. But it it actually looks in terms of they just pulled this IP out of nowhere. Nintendo have pulled all these like, ideas for games, and and they're there in the first year of launch. Whereas the Wii U didn't really have anything because everything got delayed. The 3DS mm. first year had nothing. Uh, the Wii had Twilight Princess, which <coughs> was the GameCube port, which is I guess kind of similar to Breath of the Wild. Situation. Yeah, that was disappointing. Yeah. Um. So I like and the like the first year of PlayStation Four had like nothing. 
Um, but even the 3DS has lost its way, in my opinion. Um, it's been out for like seven years. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I still the games I go back to and play on my 3DS are the DS games, the ones that use and embrace that dual screen format. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is the direction they're going with the Switch. No, they're going for a, a very very hybrid yeah. thing. But it doesn't see when they tried to merge that on the 3DS, it didn't work. They ended up with a whole bunch of titles that you're like, yeah. I'll play this because it's only on 3DS, but I prefer to play it on my Vita because it'll look a shitload better and it's more comfortable to yeah. hold. You know. Well, that's I mean? the thing. You, if you treat the Switch as a very fancy handheld, there are going to be a lot of three portable titles that will come across and they have to have the proper... And you'll be able visuals. to play them for two hours a day. They'll have to have a great. 1080 thing. Yeah, but see, that's it. I won't. I'm not treating the Switch as a handhold. It's a, it's a console that's going to have to sit on top of my desk where my cats are going to knock it over and my kids are going to pick it up. Um, it's not something I can tuck away underneath and I won't carry around as a handhold unless I want to play yeah. while I go to the dunny, you know, like most normal people. <laughs> they'd actually um, had a Mario Kart commercial with people sitting on the toilet playing it as a selling point. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I think a Wario where in the first year it'd be good because it usually does a good job of utilizing yeah, sure, if the, the controllers really well. Hopefully one, two, switch will fill that void. Or go, launch, or go release a decent Mario Party. Take us back five versions oh, to when it was yeah. good. And, you know, the problem actual... with Mario Party is the company changed. They don't have access to the original company making it anymore. No, but oh, they, they've they played the game, surely. I, I, I don't think they have the, the rights to like that... the systems the company used, so that's why I think it's been different since 9. Maybe. Anyway, mm. um, we're going to move on because we've been talking about this for a long time. Isn't this got a to Switch do a... episode? It is, but we also don't have our episodes... Go for an hour. We didn't even talk to. about Mario Odyssey. <laughs> That's okay. Go to YouTube and watch the Mario incredible Odyssey. trailer and try and figure out um, what the hell is going on in that game. <laughs> so quick that review will time. Be awesome. Dave. Tim. What what I, have you got ready for it? So I just finished the Mr. Robot game. Um so Wait, I've been watching like the T V show? Yeah, so you know the T V show. Um they released a um mobile game it's called uh exfiltration.apk i think anyway it's a really clever idea so they've done this game and it's all done via an e-corp messenger app so -hmm. you pick up this phone you found a phone and you immediately start getting messaged by someone who then you find out is darlene and because there are certain sorry you haven't seen the show spoilers you meet darlene in like episode one All right, there's a character called Darlene in this show. There's a character show's called, called Darlene. Mr. Darlene, and she's the main yep. character. <laughs> um, so you find this phone, and, and it's all done via um, text chat. So, you know, someone will... And, and you, you end up getting drawn into the world of hackers and um, social manipulation, um, social engineering, or social data mining, I guess you'd call it, which they call hacking, but it's just, you know, looking up stuff. And it's quite clever... Except that the app is, well, it, there's, a, there's a few problems. One, the app is busted. Um, okay. There are a few points where the, the there are a few points where conversation th- threads haven't been properly thought out, so it'll pick up somewhere that you haven't taken it. Um, and there are other times when you'll get stuck in a loop and you just can't finish a mission i've had to restart the app once and and a friend of mine had to restart the app three times to complete it this is a game that's been out for a year and a half oh right the google play store is riddled with people complaining 
Um, and I only had to restart it once, which was okay because I'd fucked up, um, fucked up one thing anyway. I'd, well, brief spoiler. I start chatting to a guy and he said, oh, hi, is this Monica? And so I said, yeah, it's Monica. And he started talking about... him. Hey? You catfished him. Yep. And he basically said, oh, I was just 300 for the night because last time the girl left at two, blah, blah, blah. And then you can, um, you basically blackmail him and say, look, I've got your son on the other line. I'm going to tell him about this if you don't da, 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 da. Um, and it got to a point where nothing happened in the game for 18 hours. And the only option I had was to tell his son. So I thought, oh, maybe I'm supposed to tell his son. It turns out the game had just hung. It it couldn't do anything. And that was a trigger that when I did that, it it proceeded, but I failed that particular task. But when I got to the end of the game today, there are only really three small storylines. And then the game was over. The, the length of the game was in waiting for three hours for another text mm. message to pop up on your thing. So it's a really nice idea. Great interface. It pops up using your message tone. Um, oh. And, you know, you get a little eCorp messenger notification on your, your screen. So they've they've been yes, very... Yes. Yeah, they've been very clever in the way they implemented it. And it works in beautifully with the, the, the Series 1. You know, you get little news updates um, via a news app that relate to what's happening in the TV series if, you, if you've been following. So, so do you use it regard, while you but... watch or do you use it once you finish watching the show? I waited until I'd watched the show. You don't lose anything from it, but it makes more... There's little things that make more sense. Like um, at one point in the show, um, a character in the TV series helps um, break some guys out of prison. And then that comes up in the news broadcast in the app when you reach a certain point in the game. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you've got a little news app as part of the... E-core bad and blah, blah, That's blah. Cool. So it's it's clever idea, but poorly executed. Yeah. I was In the end, I was left a little bit disappointed, do, especially do, do, as it seems to have been abandoned now. Do you, yeah, do you think the problem mm. is that the developers, they just force this out, or maybe hired very good developers, but then force it out to tie in with the TV show to make it quick? Well, play? okay, so it was Ninja Division, and it was published by Telltale Games. Oh, okay. So they've got the pedigree that they shouldn't... Because that's one of the reasons I bought it. I'm like, well, Mr. Robot, so I like that. I've heard it's good. So it hang looks on. interesting as an app, and it's published by Telltale. I'm like, well, they're not going to fuck you over. Yeah. They only published it, though, <laughs> did they? They didn't develop it. They only published it. They didn't develop yeah. it, correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But still, so. as Telltale, they're putting their name yeah. on it as a publisher. You'd think that they oh, would yeah. have at least Quality a control. modicum of control over... Yeah, the, the sheer number of complaints on the Google Play Store is astounding. Yeah, that's not a good sign. No, I still bought um, it, but <coughs> anyway, yeah. sorry, that's my well, review in yeah, one minute well that done. extended to five. Interesting game. Ben, have you got yeah. for a quick review? I've been playing through a bunch of PS4 games because I'm not going to touch them once the Switch is out, um, but I've been really enjoying Gravity Rush 2, which um, I know is I have a weird relationship with that game. I don't think it's for everyone. I think there are a lot of like parts of the game especially even the first game where it just becomes really dead and you're doing fetch quests for a while but i think in gravity rush 2 there are moments where the game just does incredible things with bosses or visuals or cool gravity effects that i just you can't get that experience in any other game i really like the feel and control of the main character i really like her personality and i think it's really fun to play it's kind of like i don't know i put it in every now and again we'll like fly around the sky and have a really good time and then I might not be motivated to come back for a couple of days. But when I do come back, I enjoy it. So I, yeah, quite like Gravity Rush 2. It's a good experience. I'm, I thought it was a bullet hell type game until I actually looked into what it was. Oh, it looked interesting. 
It's, yeah, I don't know where I got that yeah. conception from. If you yeah. ever find it cheap, it's good to pick up and play through the mechanics. Well, because it's very unique. I want to play. I want to play Neo, but I don't have the time for it because I'm trying to finish Yakuza. But over the Christmas break, I finished off Hitman and Dishonored Two, mm-hmm. and Dishonored Two has done the same thing, I guess, that Deus Ex. Uh, not Human Revolution, whatever the one before. Mankind Divided. Oh, half the story. Wait, the first no, one. in the sense that it lets you play stealth through the whole game until the very last boss fight. Unless oh. I stuffed it up. But um, basically the boss splits into a bunch of clones and you're forced to fight them. And so I'd spent my whole game not putting any points into health or you know, blocking or anything like that because that's not how I was playing the game. And then all of a sudden in the last boss fight, I'm forced to play the exact way I haven't been playing the whole game. So that, can't that be really right. annoyed me. There's got to be another one, um, surely. Maybe the human was... revolution did, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but apart from that, it was just a... I kind of want to go through and play it again as uh, the new character, the chick. I can't remember her name. Emily. Because I played through as Corvo and it was just the same as Dishonored 1. Um without making much changes and without having that interesting a story. So does the story change if, when you change character? I don't know. I, I haven't read into it. I haven't bothered starting it again because it was not interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess if you really like Dishonored, you'll like Dishonored too. Um, if not, just wait till it's really cheap. It's not like, that exciting. Hitman was alright though. Lots of um they've done a lot in the missions to give you a lot of options. Some missions are more linear than others, but overall I think there's um and enough ways to take out your target. Do you kill any celebrities? Um, celebrities some of the timed events are celebrities yeah i don't think so i only jumped in on one of them because i don't that sort of stuff doesn't bring me back no i i hate that system that there's content to the game that no one will ever be able to replay yeah look it's interesting yeah but yeah anyway it's encouraged it, it encourages people like those um mmo things where if you have limited release stuff then you tie the person yeah, to the game because they get that OCD thing of, well, yeah. I'm tied into this. I want to get everything, therefore. But it also has the negative effect mm-hmm. of if you come into it late and you've already missed it, you go, well, yeah. fuck it. Well, they're, they're I doing can't ever Final get Fantasy that old 15. stuff. They, instead of fixing the game, they've added this stupid Chocobo event that's time-limited like an MMO. <laughs> Hang on, what's yeah. this in which? Final Fantasy 15. They've added some stupid Chocobo removal carnival that you have as, as a timed event and will eventually go away forever. And can I can I just say on the topic of fifteen, by the way, that you were very accurate with your yes. Finally, someone room. agrees with me how bad that I, game is. I can't make it. I cannot sit through load screen shitty fetch quests and yes. I really want to know what happens with the main story, but nothing. Damn, it, it is direction. so awful. It is. Yeah. I got up to that massive Titan fight, which mm-hmm. probably is pretty early on. What chapter four or something? Yeah. And Further than me. Oh, it's just Wait, so you're terrible. still in the open world? I think I've yeah. just left the open world. Oh, you just went... Yeah, so that second half of the game sucks so much. Well, the, the first half already... of the game sucked a yeah. lot. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. The first half is like 
Yeah. But the second half is like twice as worse because it's everything becomes I linear. I thought it was um. They strip your powers. <laughs> the story sucks. I thought it was just one chapter that that funneled you into a a linear section. No, it's all. More... I mean, it's a lot of chapters. It's the one the one chapter wow. strips you of your powers and is is just boring and broken and the worst. Yeah. Mm. But the so other chapters of... just story hallways that, that doesn't even make sense. <coughs> like literally, yeah. at one point, one character is like, "Hey." By the way, I'm a clone, and then Noctis like, oh, I don't care, and then they continue the story, and I'm pretty sure yep. that line was just added to justify DLC. It was the worst. You can't just drop oh. something like that and not address it. No, they they lost their way so much with yeah. that game. I mean, well, they've had they've had problems in the past, yeah. especially it, with it was 13, development but... hell making that game. <coughs> Nomura stuffed it up, and then it was completely unsalvageable. And what they did salvage is somewhat impressive, but they should not have released it. Ultimately, I think. But the open world sucked ass as well. Yeah, it was. I don't know why everyone praises it. Sorry, I just hate this game so much. because it is a great idea. Yeah, but it is so poorly executed. Yeah. That it should never have. I, and I don't understand why money. they. Well, I don't understand why they didn't learn from every single other game that's out there. They've made a a game that you might put up with in the early PlayStation One days. Well, you'd be ecstatic if it looked like that in the oh, early yeah. PlayStation One days. Like, but it's still got some really the graphics nice visions, out of it. Yeah. Even then, there the, it's so realistic in some parts that other parts look so janky in comparison. Like just certain like the hair or, movement <laughs> or the water texture yeah. anyway. is like the worst water in any game that's ever been made because this game anyway. is abortion. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't pay attention to the water. Final Fantasy fifteen, no good. <laughs> Do not buy. But the Switch, go out and pre-order now. Pre-ordered two Switches. Buy one for your whole family. <laughs> Actually, it's probably too late because they're already calling. Oh, people, that's so. true. Are you picking yours up on launch day? Otherwise, you'll have to pick it up in April. Oh, sorry, they're giving you two dates. Um, yeah. Anyway, we uh, thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> we are on the Pod Bros Network. We are also on uh, Wooshka as our hosting platform. W-H-O-O-S-K-A-A, dumb spelling. You also platform. spelled it wrong, too. Oh, did I? You forgot the Oops. H after the S. Oh, well, it's not Wooshka. We'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll figure yes, that out. We're part of Wooshka. Um, hmm. We are... <laughs> We are at anotherdungeon.com. We are anotherdungeon.com slash YouTube to get to our YouTube channel. We are at anotherdungeon on Twitter. We are twitch.tv slash anotherdungeon. We are facebook.com slash anotherdungeon. Um, we are also... Fuck, he's still going. Mail. I'm pretty sure if you PM Dave, he will give you his postal address. Yep, I'll give and you a sign autograph. Yep. If you want... Actually, I only sign people your... now. If you want Ben to sign your copy of Final Fantasy XV, send it in. <laughs> I will sign it with a knife and a hammer. Yep, he'll carve his initials on the underside of on the paint side of the disc. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. <coughs> Join us in another fortnight's time for another Dungeons premiere and only podcast at this stage. The best podcast. The best podcast. The they say another way podcast. too much, and the outro Sorry. goes on for longer than the reviews. But you know, hey. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.